What is up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Day. It is Thursday at the Racing Edge YouTube channel. We got four shows coming at you today. Three of them coming on 10, 11, and 12 Central. So three back-to-back-to-back here. Should be a lot of fun. All right, Papa Dude, we're going to do a little Super Bowl recap, and then we're going to look at the Risen Star. Um, what do you think? What do you, The Super Bowl was a terrible game until the last, I would yeah. I would describe it. I think it was going down there for a while. It's one of the worst, boringest games I've seen in a long time. Yep. And then it turned into a classic. I guess you would say the second half was pretty good. And anytime a game goes into overtime, you know, it's it's a good one, especially when it's one of that magnitude. And uh, luckily for me, it went exactly like I thought it was going to do. Yeah, both of us kind of thought, hey, if it gets close, Mahomes will make the plays. Purdy won't be able to quite put the game away. That's kind of what happened in this game. Uh, there are a few things we'll get into, but that no. when you get right down to it, that's kind of the basics of what happened. The Niners had a chance a couple times to kind of step on the throat, and they just couldn't quite do it. When you play the Chiefs, you can't settle for field goals. You have to score touchdowns, and you've got to finish off drives. When you play them, you have to get a – if you can, you have to get ahead of them by two scores. You just yep. have to. You have yep. to stay ahead of Mahomes. The Niners had their chance. They could have run the clock out and kicked a field goal to win the game, and they didn't. And that was the cruncher. They had to get a first down. What were they on? About the 25 or so. Yeah. The cheat. And there were, what, two minutes to go? Something like maybe a minute 53, something like that. It was right around the two minute warning. Yeah. And it was third down and five. I texted you and I said, they have to make a first down here. Yeah. The Chiefs only had two timeouts. They could have run the clock. Pretty much down to nothing. Mm-hmm. Kick the field goal and beat him. They didn't do it. And they had to kick the field goal, and they gave Mahomes too much time <laughs> to go down and tie it, and then send it into overtime. I was watching with a few people that aren't really they they know football, but they don't really watch it. And when the Niners kicked the field goal, I said, "This game is over." And they looked at me like, you really think the Niners are going to win? I was like, no, this game's completely over. Yes. There's one of two things that are going to happen. The Chiefs are going to win in regulation, or they're going to kick a field goal and win in overtime. Their advantage in overtime was huge. We'll get to the what yeah. happened in overtime in just a second. But even if the Niners don't screw it up <laughs> with the coin toss or, or you know accepting the ball first, the advantage the Chiefs had in overtime was massive, in my opinion. Um, I, I think you said it right. You can take all the stuff that happened in the game. The fumbled punt was was just huge. huge. Uh, there, there were other things that were big. But after all is said and done, it's 16 to 16. The Niners need to make one first down. They can run out the clock and probably kick a field goal with no time left on the clock. Yep. They couldn't do it. They had their perfect chance. That was it. And from that moment on, you just never thought they were going to win. Uh, Okay, let's get to the overtime. It's unacceptable that a team doesn't know the rules of overtime. I mean, you know, I've heard Chiefs players talk about is like we talked about that in like training camp. 
that yeah. the overtime rules have changed. Like we had a whole strategy. We were ready for overtime, you know, because the, the rule changed because of the chiefs, basically exactly. because of Mahomes getting winning the toss and never getting the ball, you know, or and the other team never getting the ball. Mm-hmm. So they were prepared. I, I don't know how you can be in the NFL and not know the rules of overtime in the Super Bowl slash well, playoffs. I, I mean, that's that's embarrassing. Has it been proven that the coaches didn't know? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think clearly, I think clearly they didn't know because when you when you win that toss, you do not take the ball under the new overtime rules. It's really that simple. And I think it's clear they didn't know. And the guy out there taking the coin toss certainly didn't know. No. And if you notice, I went back and watched it. He said, yeah, we'll take the ball. And the referee goes, are you sure? <laughs> and the guy goes, yeah, we'll take it. That's a dead giveaway right there. Yeah, they didn't yeah, know. And uh, I know the rules have been changed, and they should have been. I mean, that rule change, change yeah, yeah. was a good one because yes. used to whoever scored first, well, you win the toss, go down and score. The other team doesn't even have a chance, and you let the game just be decided by a – a coin toss, which is ridiculous. So mm-hmm. the rules were changed for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when you look at it, it was really, really a dumb move because Romo pointed out better than anything, you're going to yep. give Mahomes four downs. Yep. You can't give Mahomes three downs and get away with it very much in a, in a, in a game situation like that. Now you're going to give him an extra one. You got to mm-hmm. stop the Chiefs four times impossible it's almost impossible several comments on here that that I, I i agree with you somewhat uh one of them somebody mentioned the punt you know you gotta have some luck sometimes and that was a lucky break for the chiefs the guy it hit the guys barely hit the guy's foot the back of his foot one inch either way it wouldn't have hit him the yeah. receiver was trying to get everybody away from the ball. He wasn't going to catch the ball. He was trying to get everybody away. The guy in front of him was blocking, barely hit him. A lot of people said, well, he should have just fell on the ball. Okay, he panicked. A lot yeah. of people would have panicked. He didn't know that ball was going to hit that guy's foot. He just yeah. kind of reacted. He knew he had to go get the ball. and he, and he but Okay, but that's just luck. That is a lucky break. That happened for the Chiefs, and you got to have luck. Uh, Shotty said, well, that mixed extra point was huge. Yes, it was. It was because the Chiefs knew all they needed was a field goal to tie the game. But but if they needed a touchdown, they would have they would have called plays. Thank you. Different. They would have gotten it. Yeah, yeah, they would have. Their whole strategy would have their their play calling would have been different. Knowing yes. that they had to score a touchdown, that but you're right, Shotty. That was a huge uh, miss, no doubt about it. It changed then, the game, but it probably didn't change the outcome. Probably not. Yeah. And then Curtis brought up something. Yeah, they had the better quarterback. Okay, you're right. There's no doubt. There's no arguing that. No. But if you're going to blame Brock Purdy for losing this game, you better think again because yeah. he did what he was supposed to do. Guys, Kansas City's defense doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. 
they are really, really good. They won this Super Bowl. They they won the playoff games and everything else. Their defense was the key to their season this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, look, I, I Purdy is who he is. I I I kind of said on the Discord because Curtis was kind of all over him. I said, look, he he is who he is. I mean, you couldn't you can't tell me you went into that game thinking it was going to be something different than what he did. He, he played probably better than people thought. I, I don't think he wilted under the pressure. I don't mm. think he's good enough to beat Mahomes, And that's, that's just where it is. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just how it is. It's, you you look at Brock Purdy and what he did, and then you look at Lamar Jackson and what he did. And who would you rather have? Exactly. I mean, he he played he played better than Tua played against the Chiefs. You know, I mean, he's an average NFL quarterback. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. And it's it's like, yeah, he could have made a couple plays to beat him, but that's he that's could've. not who he is, and he's never going to be that. Well, I think you, know? you also have to question the play calling. Some of them, they, well, they they didn't get the ball to McCaffrey like I thought they would. It was very odd when they were ahead double digits. They didn't get the ball to McCaffrey more. I, 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 I couldn't. I just couldn't understand that because again, Purdy's just that that like a guy that played a pretty good game for him, and really he probably should have won the Super Bowl. There were so many gaffes in that game. No question about it. And most of them are by the 49ers, and that shows you how much better the team probably is than Kansas City. Yeah. But you can't blame him no. for losing this game. Yeah. The lucky break with the punt. What does he have to do with that? Absolutely yeah. nothing. He, he did exactly – Purdy did exactly what his role is with that team, probably better than he had – the first two games of the playoffs. That's kind of how I would yeah. say it. He know? had nothing to do with the decision to kick the, to, for uh, them to take the ball first. He had nothing to do with that. Okay. Yeah. And you're all sitting here saying that was the key to the game. So well, what did Brock Pur Purdy have to do with that? Nothing. Yeah. So I want to jump in on, on, you know, analytics say to take it. This is why mm -hmm. it's, it's crazy because, you have to know the situation, right? Mm -hmm. If you are playing Brock Purdy, maybe you yeah. take it first yeah. and put a lot of pressure on him to go match you. When you are playing Mahomes, you have to look at it realistically and go, okay, mm -hmm. how do we win this game in overtime? We're probably going to have to, they're going to score. So let them do it. And we're probably gonna have to go down and score and go for two and try to win. Right. I yeah. mean, that's, that's probably the most realistic path yeah. to where this thing was leading. And it also, like Romo said, and he's, I'll give him credit on it. Mm -hmm. If Kansas City gets a fourth and five, say at the 20 yard line, they'll probably kick it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where if, if it's 22 to 19, they're probably not going to kick it. They're probably going to go for it. So they have to go for it. It's, it, it, you're not, and that's the thing. I don't care what anybody says. Anybody tells you mm -hmm. it was a huge mistake. It was to take that ball. Huge. It didn't matter. What, I, I've been watching what? experts on VEASAN all week trying to defend it. And it's like, guys, you're making shit up. Like yeah. this was a terrible decision in the end. It probably still didn't cost them the game. I still don't think they would have won, but it, it hurt them. 
The only defense I have for it is if he thought his defense was too tired because they just came off the field and they wouldn't yeah. be able to stop. It doesn't make any difference. You got. I don't buy them. that at all. Not, probably not. No. Uh, but listen, once they kicked that field goal, once the Niners took the lead, it didn't matter if it was fourth and 37 from the Kansas City one-yard line. They were going to go for it on fourth down every time. They yeah. had no choice. Yeah, yeah. And here's the other thing. In college football, when in overtime, and these rules are almost identical now in the pros, each team yep. gets the ball once, yep. and whoever's ahead after that first possession wins the game. If it's still tied, you go to the next one. Yeah. Okay, what do they do? They, everybody plays defense. Everybody yep. plays defense first. And the reason you do is because then when you get the ball, you know what you have to do. You know well, what you have to do. The, the biggest thing to not just stop with the arguing, you got Travis Kelsey out there the next day going, when they took the ball, we were like, oh, my God, this yeah. is it. We're going to win this game. This Absolutely. is great, boys. And he, he went over to all – he said, anyway, he said, I just went over to all the defensive guy and said, just hold him to three. That's all you got to do. We're, we're yeah. winning. Just hold him to three. Shoddy mentioned earlier, like, the look on Mahomes' face of, like, holy shit, they took it. I can't yeah. believe they just took the ball. Now we know what we need to do. Some nerd sitting in a math class telling you it was the right decision or the best quarterback and the best tight end in the okay. NFL. Here's, I mean, all, come on. here's all I'm going to say about analytics. Okay, the only reason the 49ers are in the damn Super Bowl is because of your stupid analytics. That's right. And the Detroit Lion coach yep. going with the analytics and blowing the damn ball game. Yep. Yep. Okay, that's pretty much. One. And number yep. two, you went with your analytics and who won the Super Bowl? The yep. team that didn't. Yep. So you could take your analytics and stick it up your ass because <laughs> that's just the way it is. Pretty they much don't work yep. all the time. And again, that's uh, my whole thing has been you can't have if we're just going to be robotic, let's just replace the NFL head coaches with robots and go from there. Right. I now, mean, and, 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 and here's another thing. I don't even want to get into this much, but Patrick, <laughs> Patrick thinks the game was fixed. Oh, don't don't even acknowledge that. Now, he said all, three weeks ago the game was fixed and the 49ers would win because the NFL's fixed. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> How many people have to be in on this fix? in order for the game to be fixed. And you think in this day and age, people are going to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. So <laughs> and another thing, and I was, this JL's coming here. The decision to take the ball was not as bad as the decision to kick a field goal fourth and four from the nine. So if you've listened to the show all year, I've said, Hey, in the NFL, you know, most like you got to take points. You got to take the points. Mm -hmm. But again, this is a situation where you have to know the flip side of what's going to happen. And I don't, I mean, it's fourth down and four from the nine. You know, if you kick the field goal, Mahomes is going to beat you. I mean, I, I'm kind of with JL. I was surprised they didn't go for it there. When's that now? Fourth and four from the nine in overtime. San Francisco kicks the field goal instead of going for it. I Yeah. The only thing was, they had to have points. They had. They felt like they had to get some points. But you're right. You're it, right. If they don't make it, the Chiefs start on the four yard line. It's just not the play when you, when you have to defend that guy. That's right. And you, you know, know he's going to have four downs. I, I used to say this when Lincoln Riley was at Oklahoma, and it'd get late in games, and and he wouldn't go for it, and they'd kick it back to the opposing team. And I always say, 
yeah, that's the right call 99% of the time. Yeah. But when you have a defense that cannot stop anybody, it is absolutely not the right call. You know, you got to know your team and you got to know the team you're playing. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's, that's the best way I could describe it. I I will say this. (laughs) If the 49ers coaching staff did not know the rules of overtime in a Super Bowl, they should have every one of them been fired on the spot. There's okay, you got nine thousand guys over there on that sideline. It's they're running around everywhere. It's and baffling. None of them, I just can't believe that. <laughs> it just it's baffling. Now we're you know I've heard reports Shanahan knew it, but didn't tell the players that was a you know assistance or what. I don't know. Well, that's I don't know what's true and what's not, and we don't we won't really ever know. We just have to listen to what they yeah. tell us, but. I mean, you got to, you have to tell your captains, you have to, you have to say, guys, here's the deal. You win the toss, defer. Yeah. And it's I think not that hard. I think <laughs> one of the big things that, that kind of gets overlooked is Mahomes is fantastic and the Chiefs are going nowhere without him, right? It is a kind of a match made in heaven with Andy Reid. Like, Oh yeah. He's a really good offensive coach, but he's a really good coach. He's, he's just great solid coach. and he's been solid for years. And you know what makes him so great? He's just steady. Yes. He's steady. He yep. doesn't get flustered. No. Mm-mm. He's just a steady guy. The players know what they can do with him. He understands them. He's like a uh, he's like their grandpa, but at the same time, he's not. Yeah. They know who the boss is. And before yeah. you start this crap with Kelsey yelling at him and stuff like that, I thought that was wrong too. I do. Yeah. I just, I think they, they know they can do that kind of stuff with him. I think Kelsey probably went overboard. He said he's too much. He said that was a, he should never have done that. Like Kelsey said that. So all I know is you can you can throw out bad things about Andy Reid all you want. He's been in a hell of a lot more Super Bowls than almost any coach that's ever coached yeah. in pro football. Yep. And I'll tell you another thing. He's a hell of a lot better coach than some of you guys that are on here bitching about things. I'll tell you that right now. This <laughs> well, guy yeah. has been in a Super Bowl and you haven't. <laughs> well, <laughs> that goes he's a great saying. coach he's the one that saw the talent in patrick mahomes right well i mean he's not the only one but he is one yes he's the main guy yeah remember yeah. Aaron, when they drafted him everybody's going what yeah <laughs> what yeah. is this guy you know <laughs> yeah but yep i i i thought mahomes was great as usual yeah but i thought the kansas city especially in the first half, when the Chiefs couldn't do anything offensively, and the Niners had a chance to get out up 17-3, something of that effect, and couldn't do it yeah, because yeah. of Kansas City's defense. They were really – their secondary is good. They were pretty good in the playoffs. They were really good. I should say in the playoffs, of they, they complemented each other so much better than they did in the it's regular season. really good, man. They, they kind of played 
to each other's strengths, talking about offensively and defensively. And that that, that was uh, that uh, Chris Jones just makes big plays. Mm-hmm. You know, the pass rush, how many times did he get in there and, and throw Purdy off just enough mm-hmm. for an incomplete pass? How many times did they tip a pass? Mm-hmm. How many times did McDuffie make a big play? I mean, you look at the Niners, their receivers weren't open. They covered them. Yeah. They finally went to, to Jennings, who, who was fantastic. Yes. It meant they yeah. were doubling somebody else, and Jennings is good enough that he could he could make plays. Yeah. But their defense is great. Oh, it it wanted and when they hired Spags, that was that was the, the, the turnaround. You remember Mahomes' first year, they couldn't stop any, anybody. I mean, they were helpless. They hired Spagnola, and, I mean, my goodness, <laughs> how could you argue what the results since, yeah, right? Great, he is a great coordinator. And I agree with you, Mark. What Kelsey did was over the line. There is no yeah. question yeah. about that. And some of the things he does, I don't like either. Yeah, that you know, screaming up there and stuff like that. I think that's pretty immature, but that's kind of what what he is. I don't, I don't think Taylor liked that either. She looked embarrassed by that. So, oh, did she? (laughs) I thought so. (laughs) Well, I thought it was pretty embarrassing, and I think his brother is kind of embarrassing as well. So, (laughs) yeah, no, I, I thought it was. uh, I, I thought. As I was sitting there watching that, I thought, man, this game sucks. This is <laughs> horrible. This is like the epitome of what we've watched the whole NFL, aside from a few games here and there. This league has lost it. And then, man, it, it really turned into a great game. It was. And you're right. I mean, the Chiefs defense w- wins the game, no doubt. I agree. Hey, she got the ick. She she was trying to hold it in, but she definitely got the ick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so Jason uh, called Travis out on it during the pod. Okay, I I will say, obviously, I have a job where I'm on the computer a lot. I'm I'm handicapping, working. I put things on in the background to listen to their podcast. is pretty funny. I'll have to admit, they're, they're, I I like uh I like them both. They're pretty damn funny on there. So it was yeah, good. I'm, I'm, I've never uh, really listened to it too much, but yeah, yeah, it's it's good. You know, we were talking about. Was it me and you or somebody else? They have beaten the, the Chiefs for their two. And I, I don't want to take anything away from them. What they're doing is remarkable. And yeah. there's, you know, there's no end in sight, you know, unless they can't sign some players and things of that nature. They've beaten uh, Garoppolo. Yeah. So they beat the 49ers twice. They beat them with Garoppolo and Purdy. Yeah. Their other win was over Jalen Hurts, who I'm a big fan of, but I, I, I wouldn't want to be sitting there with that contract on him that the Eagles signed him to after one stellar year. I'm not too sure he's the best <laughs> quarterback to make that kind of money. To be but, fair, to be fair, uh, when they played, he was fantastic. He was in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I, I don't want to hate on him. I thought. No, he I'm was not hating him. I don't know that he's yeah. quite elite yet you know mm-hmm. he has to prove more to me for sure than how that one great year i think yeah. he's really good but he kind of regressed a little bit 
this year. You know, he didn't have quite the year. There's something went was going on in Philly. I don't know what happened. I, there. I think what people need to realize, other than Patrick Mahomes, who might just not be human, when an <laughs> NFL quarterback gets any kind of injury, they're not going to play as well. That's true. He was hurt the whole second half of the year. Yeah. And people tend to forget that, right? Yeah. And we saw it with Mayfield. We saw it with Mayfield. They're he never should have played. Play you know, he Mayfield got hurt. He was he was on his way to getting an extension. All this stuff. Yeah. He gets hurt. He has a horrible year. He played through it. Yeah, and they shit canned him. I mean, I, but they get hurt. They don't play quite as well again, unless it's Patrick Mahomes. Now, Aaron, you're a good one. You you can understand the Mayfield thing. He had a torn labrum. Which you have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Could you play quarterback with a torn labor? No, no. <laughs> I think if you were, I'm in my office, my mailbox is probably eight yards from the office. If you were standing there and I threw, and I'm, again, it's not my throwing hand, I, so I could throw it. I have a feeling all this would just throb right when I threw it. Yeah. And I've got like a partial <laughs> tear in it and it hurts when you. Yeah. Any kind of jolt hurts it. Like, thankfully, like I can, you know, I can move it now. But yeah, it's it hurts. So I, and again, I'm not, I'm not really making excuses for anybody right now. But the bottom line is, when you are injured and you have to play that position yeah. at an elite level, it, it is very hard to do unless yeah. you're Mahomes. Again, it didn't slow him down. No. Somehow, uh, Dennis, we did have Brady versus Mahomes in the Super Bowl at one time. Yeah, we did. Brady beat him. Um, the well, only Super Bowl that Mahomes lost, <laughs> Brady beat him in Tampa. And Brady also beat Mahomes in Kansas City his first year, uh, Mahomes' first year as well, and then went on and won the Super Bowl. So we've yeah. seen it twice. Brady did get the best of him twice. And honestly, the, the, the uh, Super Bowl game, they absolutely harassed Mahomes in that game. It was more defense that won that yeah, for Tampa didn't that do year. a whole lot. Uh, Brady yeah. no. and the Chiefs didn't show up that day. If you remember, that was the game where uh, Andy Reid's son had yes. had you know got yep. drunk and hit somebody, yeah, and they died. I mean, they had a lot of distractions. They did in that game. And uh, Shotty brings up a good point. Uh, the Niners did have a ton of injuries during that game, mm -hmm. which hurt them. A ton. Yeah. I mean, and but, weird ones. Yeah. Greenlaw. Mm -hmm. Terry's Achilles when he's running out on the field. I know. I know. It's like, how the, the hell does that happen? was fixed. Now that I think about it. Well, Dr. Christie, uh, going back to him, he was right. It was fixed. It was definitely fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever saw a guy just. Even though he out. said that it was fixed for the Niners and the Chiefs won, but. Okay. That's okay. But who, who in the world ever saw a guy go out on the field, just running out on the field and tear the <laughs> I've never seen that. I've never seen that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff happens. Yep. Uh, but the other thing is, uh, don't want to get into this much, but I'm really, I feel sorry for the people in Kansas City after what happened there yesterday. Yes. That's terrible. Uh thoughts are out for them um, i haven't really i've been so busy this morning i haven't had time to look at the latest news 
uh, is the is the casualty count gone up or anything? The Not that I've seen. Two, I think. Yeah, that's the latest report that I've seen. I, I have not seen anything new on that this morning. Uh, that that you know, I've seen new stuff, but nothing you know, no more like you know, detailed information. Yeah, basically, shooting happens at Union Station there, Kansas City. That's like at the end of the parade. The parade was over, um, uh, but uh, yeah, then uh, two, I guess there were two shooters. Um, yeah, scary situation. Uh, I found out last night um, that. Uh, my nephew's fiance, uh, her dad and her stepmom were there. Oh man. And they were about 15 feet away from the shooter. So holy cow. Yeah, we're very lucky today. Uh well, we that would be uh uh Andrews. Uh-huh. Yep. Fiance? Yep. Yep. Oh my goodness. So there is a there's footage of a fan tackling and detaining one of the shooters. And in that video, you can see uh, her in, in the foot. Oh, you in can the see her in the video. Yes. She's standing right there. So oh, goodness. crazy stuff. Um, I said, I said on the air, I was on VEASAN yesterday. I said, yeah, I, I don't, nobody I knew went. Cause I wasn't, I didn't know anybody at the time, but yeah, I, I ended up Jared she, might she have went if he could. Yeah. yeah. So didn't he go one year? Didn't Jared go one year or not? Yeah, he did go one year. Uh, he couldn't go this year. And yeah, he was, and he was saying, cause his, uh, especially his oldest boy, Cohen is really gotten into, he's, he's old enough now that he understands and he's, sure. he's gotten into it. So yeah. he was going to take them and, uh, some, some came up, they couldn't go. So yeah, he was very thankful because I heard a lot of the injuries were, were children. So well, yeah. Weren't they expecting like a million people there? I really don't know. I thought, I, I thought the mayor said something to that effect. Yeah. And, you know, how do you stop that from happening? I mean, it could, ha I mean, you can't watch everybody and you're I, in a crowd like that. I mean, I, I don't. That's like the scary thing. I, there isn't much you can do. Oh, it's. I heard somebody criticizing the police. Well, I don't know what are you supposed to do. I don't either. I mean, you can't if there's that many, and they're all in just a big mass of people. You know, I saw some pictures of the the crowd. It was just yeah. how could you pick anybody anybody out? And I, I I don't know. I don't know where we're at. If you're at a a big time celebration like that and you feel the need that you have to shoot somebody. It, I, I don't, I just don't know where we're at. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And Dennis reached out to me first. That's, I heard it from you first, Dennis. I was working uh, most of the day for the show I was doing and I just, I, I was like, Oh my gosh. And so, but I, I just talked to Jared like five minutes ago. So I was like, okay, I know he's not there, you know? And then, I didn't really know anybody else was, was there and like said, found out. So, yeah, I mean, this is kind of where we're at. I mean, these big crowds, you kind of have to just be aware of your surroundings at all times. Still may not help, but you, you kind of have to be, I mean, that's, that's where we're at. And that's, yeah, and it's, it's everything. Mark brought, brings up that golf tournament where those idiots yeah. just went, <sighs> for lack of a better word, just nuts. I mean, yeah. this is golf, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Used yeah. to, you could go to a golf 
event. I've been to a couple of big ones and it's quiet. It's dignified. It's, you know, it's everybody's respecting the golfers and, and, and to be quiet and, 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 you know, you, this is just crazy. It's, yeah. <laughs> now I have to admit, I didn't watch any of that live or know anything about it till I saw some video on it uh, yesterday, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's, um, <laughs> I mean, when you go to a golf tournament, you should know there's things you're not supposed to do at a golf tournament. Well, I mean, they tell you that when you go, yes. In. So I don't, I, you know, my decisions to stay home more and more in my life have been good. So, well, yeah, but you know, okay. Think, say you're a big time cheese fan and you live an hour away and you didn't have to work that day. Yeah. And you think I'm going to go. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't have anything to do. I know my way around Kansas City. I kind of know the route. I know a place where we can park. Yep. You know, we got plenty of time. Let's go. Let's enjoy this. This is our team. The last thing you ever think about is somebody's going to shoot somebody. That's something like that. You're right. Yeah. Um, we were, we were, we stayed at the Mandalay Bay in Vegas. Of course, that's where a shooting happened. Yeah. Actually, from the Mandalay Bay over to a, like a, a a concert that was going on kind of across the street yeah and we were sitting there enjoying ourselves having a great time and it's a great facility and we i don't know somebody brought it up and it's like man it's really just, it's it's hard to believe something like that can happen but it, it really can at any time anywhere you know i I'm getting, I'm serious. I'm getting a little bit paranoid about it now. Not, not much because yeah, we think we live in an area where that, you know, we don't, it's not New York city, it's not Chicago, but it happens well, everywhere. It happens here too. Somebody got shot at the mall. Somebody got walked into like a dentist office and shot somebody. This yeah, is right here in Joplin. That. Yeah. This is in Joplin, Missouri. I mean, yeah. you think about it, people, when you walk in a mall, Okay, just think of all the entrances. At least around here, there's no metal detectors. You just walk in wherever you want to. At the mall we have in Joplin, what is there? Aaron, six or seven places you can enter the mall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, at and least you could walk right into the food court. There's a main entrance that goes into the food court at the mall here mm -hmm. with an automatic weapon and wipe out 50 people before anybody could get to you. Uh, uh, yeah. You just could. And I mean, it's a mall. There's there's no security anymore at these malls, hardly. No. You know? And well, right. I, I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. So I I don't like going to a movie theater anymore. I'm kind of I, I get a little bit not I don't want to say I'm sitting there worried the whole time. Well, but you do hear that shit happening at movie theaters. Where are you gonna go in a movie theater if somebody starts <laughs> I I've thought that often. It's like, do you try to run to those exits by the screen? I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we, we still, still have them all, still sort have of, fairly, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's uh, it's hanging by a thread, is how it I would is, describe it. <laughs> there are very few places in the country where malls aren't hurting. You know, Springfield, Missouri is one of them. That mall is unbelievable up there. Yeah, that mall there is still going strong. The Joplin Mall, not as much. No. Yeah. No. It's trying. 
it's a very nice mall. It is very nice, but it's, it's very, very nice. And they, yeah. they, they, they do a great job, but mm-hmm. you know, stores just aren't in those things anymore. No, no. I don't know what's going to happen, but anyway, yep. yeah. Yeah. When you, you know, we, 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 when we go to the OU games, we feel sort of safe. I don't ever think about it because you got to go through a metal detector to get into the game. Well, let's not forget is that, yeah, would been, <laughs> that would have been 2005 oh that's right no, somebody a, with a bomb tried to enter two or three times now to the credit of the ou people they kept him out yeah but it was probably like the second quarter they're playing kansas state is 2005 yep, yep. and, and we heard a big three. explosion and we thought what in the hell so by the yeah, time it was that? about the fourth quarter it started circulating. Somebody blew himself up outside the stadium. Yeah. Yeah. So it, okay. if that we're happened we're... today, they would stop the game. I think. Probably have to, unless they knew that that was the only person, maybe. Probably yeah. by the way that went down then, because that's the way we walk into the stadium. I mean, it was right where we walked into the campus and mm-hmm. everything yep we didn't know anything about it till we were walking out and we had to divert around that because they had all that blocked up yeah yeah had that they was... announced something had happened i don't know it might have caused a panic i think it would have I, I remember it was a really weird feeling i remember walking out and not thinking anything of it and then i kept like it was kind of like that's kind of a big deal. What just happened, you know, once we've like got out of there, you know? Yeah. So maybe they knew it was just the one person like thing. And they, I don't know. That was, that was 20 years ago. So yeah, it's crazy. Well, let's talk risen star before we have to get get off of here and do do something a little bit more cheerful. Um, Yeah. Risen star coming up. We'll get to this now. We've got a field of 12 here for this one. It'll be race 14 on that Saturday massive card at fairgrounds. Unfortunately, pretty sure this one will be ran in the dark at fairgrounds. <laughs> um, gosh, this is something else. This is a oh, great yeah. group. Who do you like in the risen star? <laughs> well, I tell you what, I struggle with these races. These early prep races. I do a little bit better, like when the Rebel comes around and we've yeah. got a little bit more on these horses. Uh, look at the odds. Man, there's no clear-cut favorite at all Mm-mm. in this one. Uh, I have to go with the 11 uh, track Phantom because three straight wins, pretty experienced. Speed, speed, speed all over the place for, for him. Somebody's going to have to go get him. And it could be his stablemate, the seven Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be interesting to watch this race because they're both trained by Asmussen and see what these two horses do. Because mm-hmm. the difference between the two, so far anyway, is the sevens only ran two times. So we don't really know, is that seven going to go or not? How mm-hmm. do you know? He's ran two times, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know. And 
the 11, we have a little bit more of a feel for what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So I really like him. I'm with you, Aaron. I like the four and the eight also. I like the eight a bunch. Love the odds on all these horses. Yeah. It's going to be a good betting race to make some money. Yeah, it is. So and Do you see anybody other than those four that can come out of there and and get one of them because this could be a massive upset. I think so too. And I, I, I don't think it's just as easy as those four. Um, it might be the four I play, but it, I'm not confident on this race whatsoever. Uh, you know, uh, Curtis says, give me the horses that's already finished ahead of track fan phantom resilience. Look, resilience, uh, is, is, uh, 12 to one. Yep. He's trained by Bill Mott and Johnny Velasquez yep. is going to ride. That's a good combination. There's worse horses to take. The form is not bad on this horse, right? Shoddy owns real men violin. Yeah. There's worse horses to take at eight to one. Like this is, looks like a peak special to me. I'm kind of, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit scared of him. Um, Honor Marie at six to one. This horse makes sense. I mean, been working oh, yeah. well. Nice win last time out. We'll see how this horse has progressed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I mean, you you can go all over the place. You can. Uh, I think, uh, okay, so this, I'm going to go to this now. Mark okay. says, do you think Asmussen makes sure Santana and Rosario don't get in a pace duel like Carbone and Otto the Conqueror? So that was crazy at Oakland. Mm-hmm. My goodness, you would think not here, right? I mean, not <laughs> don't burn each other out. I mean, that would be crazy. I uh, you think they both are the same style? Yes. We don't really know on Hall of Fame yet, I don't think. I am scared that I'm one race early on Hall of Fame, but I'm taking Hall of Fame to win. Well, here's another thing. We we know Asmussen very, very well. Okay, so that horse broke its maiden on the 20th of January, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. By 10 links. And he's dialing that thing right back in here. And he's got track phantom in here as well. Yep. That tells me he really likes this horse. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, before his second race, uh, I was talking to uh, the, the person who owns him in the fantasy league. And uh, he's getting ready to run in that maiden. And I said, boy, I didn't know anything about Hall of Fame other than what I saw in the forum. And I was like, man. He looks good to me today. I think he's going to win this by several. And uh, the person goes, uh, he's going to win this one, and he's going to win the next one. I was like, mm. really? He's like, I. they told me this is this is the one they're the highest on in that barn. So you hear that shit all the time, and sometimes it's true, and sometimes it doesn't come true. But he ran to kind of what they thought he would in that race. As good as this race is, if he can repeat that performance, I think he can slash will win. And I think it's six to one. I think he's going to be more like four to one, but I still think that's a price that if he wins here, you're not going to get that again on him in the next one. So I may be a race early on Hall of Fame. Maybe he needs this experience. He's going to run better next out, but I got to take him. I just kept watching his replay. I was like, I think he's a little better than the rest of these. Um, I like track track phantom a lot. Uh, I'm going to go against him again on top, but I will play him. I really think Sierra Leone is, is maybe the best 
Chad Brown three-year-old at this time of the year that I've seen. Um, I just worry when you look at the pattern of those Chad Brown runners, their first prep isn't quite as good as that second one. And if you look at like a good magic who was a runner up in the Kentucky Derby and lost to a freak or he would have won it. Uh, he was not good in his first prep. He was great in his second prep. Zandon, he came here, was not great in the first prep, was really good in his second prep. That's what I'm worried about with Sierra Leone. It could be a race too early to play him as well. Um, I think all roads lead to that bluegrass stakes at Keeneland again for Sierra Leone. And he'll probably be pretty tough there. I'm just not sure here. And yeah, this is the other thing. Track Phantom, I, I'm not sure Nash, we thought Nash was really good. I'm not sure he actually is. So he was beating Nash. Now this is a totally different class for him, and it's a big test. That being said, I'm not be shocked at all if Track Phantom wins. Well, let's analyze, and you know much more than I do. Okay, so Cox, Brad Cox, was catching Freedom, who you didn't mention, right? Yep. You must not like him very well. Why did he bring him here and not leave him at Oakland? I thought that was really odd because I think yeah, the okay, Rebel okay. is going to be a much easier race. Yes. Uh, not that it's going to be easy, but I, I was really confused by it, honestly. Why didn't he um, run in the Southwest? Well, I think it was too quick for him. Too quick? Okay. Yeah, he likes to space the races out more, okay. so I understood that. Okay. Um, I don't know the answer to it. I I, I asked uh, somebody that would know, and they said, oh, this was just the plan all along was to oh, come okay. here. Uh, again, it's weird. So you got to ask yourself, why didn't he save him for the Rebel? Yeah. The Rebel uh, purse. Look at the purse of the Rebel. Mm-hmm. It's a million, isn't it? Yep. And this one's four hundred k. Yep. So there's a reason why this horse is here. It's strange. It's a strange move. Maybe, maybe the distance. You know, this one is a mile and an eighth. Maybe that they're thinking that will help. Yeah. You know. Um. I maybe don't know. maybe it was too much time to the rebel. He wanted. He wanted. He thought this horse was ready to go. I don't think that's the case, but it, I mean, it's possible. Um. Maybe he wanted to get Saez and Saez wouldn't commit to Oakland. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's it's all guessing. Yeah, trying to figure these guys out. Yeah, because the good ones, the great ones, they have a plan. <laughs> well, <laughs> and Angel of Empire took the same route, and so maybe we see him, uh, you know, catching freedom back in the Arkansas Derby, just like Angel Possibly. of Empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible for sure. I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how he runs. I'm not huge on him here. I was huge on him in the Smarty Jones. Yeah. Um, not so much. I, it's hard to say. I, I'm not going to say I'd be surprised if he wins because I just wouldn't be. But I don't know. I think he's going to have to run much better this time than he did last time. Well, I think he will. Yeah, he's running against better yeah. company. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, so, what do you think track phantom will go off? Five to two? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe even three to one. Do you think he will be the favorite? I think he will be. Because he's done, he's won two races at fairgrounds. Don't you think that'll propel I, him to be the favorite? Yeah, I think he's the favorite. I will say that's Sierra Leone 
Everybody loves him. And, okay. I mean, so wouldn't be shocked if he goes out to favor, but I do think it is track phantom. That's actually going to be favored in the race. Yeah. Uh, Curtis brings up, you don't have to run against Baffert in new Orleans. That could yeah. be Muth is pointing for, for that race. Um, yeah. Cox also has kind of said he's going to have Timberlake for that race. Maybe he felt the distance there for Timberlake would be good. And you know, the distance here would be good for catching freedom. I mean, there's, there's things there, yep. you know, so very good point. Baffert's yep. not there. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, Muth has looked pretty good coming out of that first race back as a three-year-old. I think, he, you know, he'll probably be a pretty heavy favorite next week. Um, it, you know, if he's taking on Timberlake and just steal, Muth's going to get a ton of money. He's going to be like three to five. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe there'll be something else in there. Um, yeah. You'd think Aspusen would have something in there, but. Maybe yeah, I, I, you know, we've been talking about that. You know, who's he going to send up to? Didn't we uh, think he would send Hall of Fame up there? Didn't we think that? Didn't we talk about that? Yes, yes, we thought that was going to be definitely the landing point for this horse. And, yeah. you know, we talked about it. And then a day later, an article came out in the Daily Racing Forum. Uh, I, I believe Marcus Hirsch wrote the article. And and they said, no, we're going to put both of them in the risen star. And I was like, Oh, okay. I mean, that's, a, that's I, I don't understand that, but maybe I will Saturday, you know, I, I yeah. don't know. But um, yeah, it's really surprising to me because he's always got a, a really good horse in the rebel. You mm -hmm. know, he's, I don't know. That's a strange one to me. Um, yeah, no, it definitely is. Shoddy's saying Imperial Gun, he's gonna have to get a lot faster <laughs> if he's gonna be a serious threat. We'll see though. Um, yeah, uh, Silver Charm said Sierra Leone hung in his last. He will not, or will he like that long stretch at fairgrounds? Probably not, is my answer to that. I, I don't, I feel like he's a nice horse that this is kind of just the first step in the process for him. Yeah. That's kind of my thing. Um, and I only say that because we kind of now have seen the Chad Brown pattern on, on what to do, you know, yeah. uh, what he, what he likes to do. I should say if he's got a horse that he thinks is kind of average to above average, he saves him for the Preakness. He doesn't even worry about the, the Derby. And if he's got a derby horse, we've kind of seen the progression that he likes to take to get him to fire those big races on the big day. And he's had success doing it. So that's why I'm like, I think Sierra Leone is very good. I don't know if he'll win this race. So I'm, yeah. am I, am I crazy for saying, I don't really like Chad Brown in New Orleans. No, I, like I think him, I like him better. Like at Gulfstream or in New York. Yeah, I think that's fair, and I think it's very interesting that he uses this track for the, for the three roll preps. It's weird. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I I think you don't like him here because he he doesn't have any success here. He runs very few horses. Yeah, they're usually prepping for something else. You know, yeah, I never really liked him other than the, in Florida or New York, yeah, New York, <laughs> and uh, Keeneland. I'll take him at Keeneland as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, That's strange. I can't, I can't argue what you just said at all. No, yeah. no. All right. Well, final pick. You're going to go track phantom. You bet. But right. I, I, I'm scared of that seven. He all could right. be. Well, 
Good thing, because I'm picking the seven. So I'm, <laughs> we're we're going to go both Asmussen's here. Uh, he's won two legs of this thing so far down at Fairgrounds with Track Phantom. Wouldn't be shocked if he makes it three. I'm going to take a little bit of the up-and-comer in Hall of Fame. So, all right, those are the picks. For more good. coverage on this, Blinkers Off will come up at noon, and we'll talk a little bit more in depth about that. All right, we got to go because we got another show in seven minutes, but do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? No, I've got to got to uh, go to the bathroom, get ready for this next one. You better do that too. I know. I Wait know. a minute, you got about a thirty minute break before you do the the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. Um, I mean, so Dennis brings up a point, and I've heard this a ton, uh, and I think it's true. He says, "Yeah, but I don't think the golf, the dirt at Gulfstream mimics Churchill, where Fairgrounds does." I think that's accurate. Okay. However. It doesn't seem to bother a lot of those South Florida horses. <laughs> We've seen a lot of them win the Kentucky Derby, including last year with Mage. I get the idea of it, but in 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 theory, that should really matter. It just doesn't seem like it does, and it's weird. Yeah. It's kind of like how, in theory, the home team should win a ton of games in the NHL because they have last change. They get the total matchups they want all the time. It never works out like that. It's one of the it's one of the sports where home and road don't really matter, but it really should. Yeah. That should really matter what Dennis is talking about, but it it just hasn't all that often. I mean, not I'm not saying it doesn't matter at all because we have seen horses, especially lately, run very well from fairgrounds to Churchill. But it seems like wherever they come from, if they're good enough, they run well at Churchill. It's weird. So anyway, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get out of here for now, but just stay tuned. We'll be back in six minutes for Dudes Who Bet Daily. we got a good show for you today as we kick off another week of that. All right, guys, thanks, everybody, for listening to this one. Like I said, we'll see you back here in just a few minutes. This is Dudes Who Bet Sports.